Good morning, I'm Pastor Marshall. Welcome to Reignite Church. We have a simple philosophy here. Love is the way we serve. And everything we do, we want to touch you in a loving way. From the coffee you get, from the greeting you get, from the stuff that we, that we uh, do when we sing, when we, when we talk to you. We want to love you in so many different ways to let you know that God loves you best. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so we're in our final week of our 2020 Vision series. If you weren't here, you have to get the tape or not the tape, you have to go online or go on the church app to get the whole, the whole series. But I believe God's been giving us a, a, a moment each and every week. Have y'all been having a moment, or is it just me? Y'all been having a moment, God speaking to you? Yeah, he's been speaking to me during this vision series. So each week, what we've done uh, to start off the year for our 2020 vision series, we've touched from the foundation of Matthew chapter 9. We started there, everybody say Matthew 9. Matthew 9 was where we started. Matthew 9 is where we finished. So we started with Matthew 9 as a foundation, and we just lifted certain uh, sentences from Matthew 9 and gave that emphasis for the week. Today, I want to talk to you about, from Matthew 9, about the sentness of Jesus' ministry. Everybody say sentness. Yeah, the sentness of Jesus' ministry. That's what we want to talk about today. Sentness is the ability, the ability to follow someone. That's, that's what being sent means. You missed your moment already. Sentness is the ability to follow someone. Unless you're a novice to faith, Jesus was, lived a sent life. He was sent by God the Father and walked the earth. And some people debate whether Jesus was real. History books show that there was a man named Jesus that walked the earth. Jesus is real. He was, he's, he was alive then and he's alive now in, in spirit form with us. And he was the first one sent by God. The first one sent. So our goal is to send you out into 2020 with the vision to have spiritual clarity for what God wants to do in your life. And that's what I want him to do in my life. Give me the spiritual clarity for the things that we need to get done. I need to get some things done in my family. Some of you need to get some things done in your job. Some of you have some friends that nobody else can reach them, but God can reach them. And God has sent, God, possibly God is sending you into their life to be that voice to say, maybe you should try him. Yeah. So we want to send you into the rest of the year with spiritual clarity. But that assumes that you're in the season of your life where you're ready to follow instructions. See, we're not, we're not always ready. You know, I told you, sentness is the ability to follow the voice of someone. But we're not always ready to follow instructions. So if you're in a season, if you're in the season to follow instructions, then God can send you into what he has for you for this year. <laughs> the, inability to, the inability to follow is what disqualifies us, Tiff. Yeah. When God is saying that this is what I want you to do, this is, this is what you do. But th God, but this is what I do. do we want to we debate with God. But God, this is what I do. This is what I like. This is where I'm comfortable. And God's saying, I want you to get out of your comfort zone, and I want you to do this and this and so. What disqualifies us is our inability to follow instructions. 
So in order to be blessed with 2020 vision, in order to move into the blessing, we have to follow God's instructions. And so we started off the year talking week one about seeing as Jesus sees. We started off then after that, feeling what Jesus felt. And then we said, if, it's not only that important that we see and that we feel, but that we pray as Jesus prayed. He said, everything you do, pray to the Father, Matthew 9. And then, after that, we have to do what Jesus has done, being sent ourselves. So I want to title the message today, Doing What Jesus Did. Doing What Jesus Did. Matthew 9, 35, if you have your phone, you want to break it out, if you have a Bible with me, Matthew 9, 35 says that, Scripture says that Jesus traveled throughout all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues, that's the churches, and announcing the good news, preaching, basically, the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. That's significant for us, but we're going to move on. We're not going to stay right there. He's healing every, time, every, every kind of disease and illness. Verse 36 says, And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The thing I like about God, the thing I love about Jesus is that he's moved by my mess. Man, man. When, when you know, when you know that God, that's what's significant. That's what makes the difference between a, a novice Christian and, and one that that's, that's lives a sacrificial life. When you, when you know that, that you were, God was moved by your mess and he gives you a message, that's what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference. That's what gives you that stickability. Verse 37, so he said to his disciples, we're just reading, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. That's our emphasis for this week as we close out the series. Pray that he would send more workers into the fields. That you will be sent and I will be sent. But chapter 10 goes on to say, this is what you get when you're sent. Chapter 10 verse 1 says, Jesus called his 12 disciples Y'all see it? He called them together and gave them authority. What do I get as a believer? The first thing you get is authority. You get power and authority to do what needs to be done. So he gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease. Didn't, doesn't that sound like what happened in chapter 9? Jesus healed and cast out every disease and illness. Now he's given authority for them to do it. Verse 2. And here are the names of the 12 apostles. Pastor, hold up, pause right there, and parenthetically insert something, because I'm confusing myself right here. I want to help those that are confused. It says in verse 10 that he called, them, he called them disciples, Jay. In verse 2, he calls them apostles. What's going on? That should raise a question in your head. Is, 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 is Matthew, as, he's, as Matthew's pinning on parchment, is Matthew perplexed about what they are? What's going on? This is the first and only time in Matthew that they call them apostles. Do you know, this is what God showed me about the text in chapter 10. Do you know you have to be a disciple before you can be an apostle? A disciple is a student. That's what it means. It means student. An apostle is one who sent an ambassador. So he called them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wish I was listening to my own preaching. I'm like, when you get good word, I mean, come on, y'all. 
So he called them first disciples, students, prepared ones, and then he sends them to do what's... That's, that's what I love about God. That's what you should love about God. He, he doesn't just say, hey, go do this and figure it out. He prepares you. He prepares you. And then he places you. <laughs> that's for free, church. That's for free. Jesus in Hebrews 3... In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1-ish, Jesus is called a high, he's called an apostle and high priest of our confession. So he's not saying, so the text isn't calling them any, something strange, you know. Jesus was also called an apostle. Sent one. Ambassador. Representing God the Father. And you are also called an apostle. Like an apostle. Sent one. You ought to write this down. Once you've been taught by God, expect to be sent by God. Yeah. Yeah, once you've been taught, expect to be sent. God doesn't expect us to sit on, sit on our laurels and, and just absorb and absorb and absorb. Because somebody knows what I'm talking about. You, you, you've, been, you've been called by God, but yet you've been through some stuff. You've experienced some stuff. You've seen some stuff. You've even felt some stuff. You prayed about some stuff, but then you've got to sit and you've got you to you set your mind to go do some stuff. Once you've been called, you have to understand that now you've been sent. To share, to share your gospel, to share your testimony, to share the gospel. Yeah. There's a quote in the NFL that, that the NFL uses that says, the best way to inspire change is to be it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So in 2020, I want to declare, declare a war on complacency, church. No longer, no longer am I going to sit back and just wait for things to happen. No, you, that, should, that should encourage you. If we're going to declare war on complacency, no longer can you just sit back and let things happen as usual. Because you've been sent to be a message. You've been sent to represent God. What does that mean for you, Pastor? What does that mean for us as a church? What that means for me as a church, what does that mean for me personally? is to no longer be worried about attendance because I'm more focused on agreement. Preach, pastor. You saying that thing. I'm, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried no more about attendance. How many people's coming? We're a young church. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. I'm not worried about that. You know, when I look at you, when I look in the mirror, I'm asking myself, are you in agreement with God? I'm looking at you and I'm wondering, are, are you in agreement with the text, with the scriptures? Are you living a God-like life? Are, are you following the ministry, the vision of what we're trying to do, but promoting love? Or are you still coming to church with an attitude? So they get, they don't get, they don't get God, they don't get Jesus, they get Marshall. Come on. Come on. I'm declaring a war as your pastor on complacency in 2020. I feel like Jerry Maguire right now. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Who's with me? He had a fishbowl. Let me get this. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> he had a fishbowl. I got a water bottle. And I'm wondering, who's with me? Who's with me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There's a war 
declared on complacency. Church, it's not enough for us to come to church sometimes. Man, I love y'all, but I got to tell you some truth. Truth without love is dangerous. It hurts. But love without truth is just as dangerous. It's not enough for us to have the church app but not be a participant. Let that settle right there. Pastor, this is the anniversary. What are you doing? It's, it's not enough to say, enough to say I, I, I love God, but we show no residue of his, his fruit in our lives to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to tolerate you. <laughs> not, not, not my marriage, you know. I was just looking. I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. <laughs> Woo. Lord, let me love you. To tolerate people, to tolerate people. It's not enough for what God wants to do in us, in you. We got to be in agreement. I said, what God wants to do in us and you, he wants you to be in agreement with him. Because his name is at stake. See, you, you, we, we have a tendency to say, let our name be whatever. But when, you, when, when you're representing the name, when you're representing the blood, everything is at stake. And so that's, that's got to be mind, we got to be mindful of that, that we got to see for the rest of the year, we got to see as Jesus sees. The rest of the year, we got to feel the compassion that he felt. We, for the rest of the year, we got to pray about some things. We got to pray as Jesus prayed to the Father. And now we got to do some things. We got to do what Jesus did. So that when people are presented with us, they see him, not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit on the edge of your seat, church. I want to give you another free one. This is for free, too. Steve Harvey said, the dream is for free, Martine. But the hustle is sold separately. I'll say that again. The dream is for free. But the hustle is sold separately. You got to do something. You got to do what Jesus did. I can imagine Jesus, I have a, I have a vivid uh, spiritual imagination. I can imagine Jesus sitting, the Bible says he sits at the right hand of God, sitting, chilling. He came, spent his life, did, did all he d- had to do. And the Bible still says he's up there working. Every time we pray, he's interceding for us. So I think there's some things that we need to do. We need to intercede for some other people too. There's some things we need to be praying about. There's some things we need to be doing. Anyway, this is your year to want to hustle to match your dream. To hustle should match your dream. After 21 days of covering ourselves with prayer and fasting, for clarity, next week is our first evangelistic opportunity. We call it Football Sunday. That's when we come to church, we wear our sports gear. Um, I'm going to have a football, probably throw it out there and hit a couple people in the head. (laughs) But we invite guests to come and hear NFL players declare their faith in different stories. Um, One family, I remember um, the first Sunday we did this, they came, broke down. Both of them gave their life to Christ. Um, They have their own testimony. But after hearing the couple, one of the couples share on the screen 
I found out why they broke down so much, and they don't mind me sharing this, so I'm going to go ahead and share it. The couple was talking about how they had miscarriage after miscarriage. And the couple that was visiting first time had that same experience. Gave their life to Christ right there, football Sunday, wearing a jersey because football players were sharing their faith. But it was because you invited. So next week, that's what we're going to do. We're going to invite people to come and hear a message. And uh, we want to see what God wants to do with that. I need everybody to get involved. I need everybody to be in agreement. I need everybody giving out uh, invitation cards. I need everyone getting here early. I need everyone smiling. I need everyone hugging. I need everyone loving. I'm wanting you to be in agreement with me to share love, to let love be the thing that people see, not our attitudes, not our headache, not not our bad day, not our bad weekend. We have one hour to make a difference and to show the love of Christ. I know you can do it because you do it every week. I'm just asking you next week, let's be mindful of doing it even more. Okay, okay. So it's gonna take all of us to invite people. It's gonna take all of us to get involved because people who never go to church for a regular service will come to watch football testimony, to see football players. It just is what it is. And you've been taught, you've been taught what to do, what to say. All you got to do is say, hey, come and see. (laughs) Come and see. Or take it a step further and just share what God has done for you. What has God done for you? Because they're watching anyway. They're watching. You know, there's 66 books in the Bible, but you are the 67th book. You are the only book, the only Bible some people will read, but never come to church. They'll look at your life. We are written epistles read of men. That's what the Bible says. That's what scripture says. That people will read your life and they say, hmm, he has faith, she has faith, or hmm, I don't want what he has or she has. So be mindful of that. We need to tell people about Reignite because we're a church that we want to, we want to reach the people who have had an experience, by God, so experience with God but yet was probably turned off from their experience because a pastor failed them, because a Christian failed them, failed to represent him the right way. And so that's what, that's the burden. That's my heart. That's why, that's why we are, we're named Reignite. We want to reignite a love for God. We're asking him to do it again. The re on Reignite is the do what it means to do it again. We, we established a church on the prefix. <laughs> God, do it again. Do it again. Show people if you have another opportunity, show people that you love them. That's right. And that's what we want to reach. We want to reach the damaged and broken right. who's searching for significance. That's, right. that's, that's what we're trying to establish here. Um, so everyone gets an invitation to share. But let me warn you, since we've been on our fast, I have to tell you this, and I was, I was hesitant to tell you this, but I, I, I reminded myself to write it down so I'd, be, so I'd be cognizant of the fact that I should do it regardless of how I feel. After coming off a fast, the devil always tempts and tries to distract. Always. Always. So expect it. We're coming off a 21-day fast for the first of the year. When Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, remember I told you, you can can pray without fasting, 
but you can't fast without praying. So Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, fasting and praying. After that 40 days and 40 nights, who showed up? The devil, the enemy of your soul. He showed up and tempted Christ. He tried to, he tried to distract him. You're no different. The devil texted me last week, and he told me to tell you this, that he's got your number two. He's got your number two. So be mindful. He can change your number, but he's got your number two. So this year is not enough for us to just casually love God. If we want love to make a difference in our life, we got to be different. Everybody say, I got to be different. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm encouraged by that. Um, and so what I'm seeing right now encourages me as your pastor. I, I'm seeing three new families come together and say, hey, pastor, we're going to start regroups. Regroups. That's where we gather here on Sundays, and then we regroup during the week for small groups. And then we, we, we study and share and we glean off of what we've watched on the video. And I'm not having anybody teach. I'm just doing a shameless plug, actually, I guess, right now. Um, when we do regroups, we watch a video. And we watch, when we watch this video, it's like 10, 15 minutes or so. And we watch the video. And then when we, when we group, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, whenever group you sign up for, we just talk about what spoke to us. What spoke to us? What I got out of the video? And then we share fellowship snacks and all that good stuff. You know, I'm always going to have some eating. <laughs> if we're not fasting, we're eating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so we regroup and just encourage each other and share. So I'm encouraging you to sign up for a regroup. You can go on the website. You can look on the church app and find out who's, who's hosting it and the address. And you have to email them. You can't just show up. You got to email them so they can expect how many guests to come. Okay. Y'all heard me say that, right? I don't, want the, I don't want the small group leaders looking at me like, Pastor, I had four people sign up and ten showed up. Yeah. Email them and let them know that you're choosing their group. I'll probably go to all of them, but anyway, I got help preaching. Come on, Cody. You can help me preach, baby. Um, but so we've, had, we've got three people. We've got three new people signed up for groups. We've also got new people. I'm being prophetic right now. You may be a preacher. Um, we got, we got, um, we have new people at the connections table, at the merchandise table. Got people doing that. We have uh, new people with interest to sing on the praise team. And I'm praying about another one. You know who you are, dude. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but we're having interest. We're having interest. Um, and so family, I, I want to reiterate what we said at the beginning of the year. We're in this together. Right? Preach. (laughs) We're in this together. We're in this together. We're a multi-ethnic church who loves God, but we're in this together. I'm not building a church on my back and my name. I'm building it off Jesus' love. And we're in this together. And we have to be in agreement to be in in this together. That means doing, doing and doing. One pastor said this. He says, a profession of love without demonstration is empty. So to say that we love God and we're not doing anything about it, we're just coming and attending, is not enough. For 2020, that might have been okay last year. That might have been okay last year, but not this year. This year is different. And when I share this announcement at the end, you'll see why. But this year for 2020, if you're going to have 2020 vision, I need to give some people my glasses. You're going to have 2020 vision, you're going to have to be different. Yeah. 
If you're expecting your year to be different, you have to be different. And, and I love you, but after demonstrating love in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus calls his dudes together, and Jesus give the guys, give the guys the permission to have a good year. It says that he gave them everything that they need, Anthony, everything they need. He gave them power and authority to do what he's done. All you need is the authority of God. You are a bad woman. You are a bad brother. All you need is God's authority. If what you're praying for lines up with the text, lines up with scripture, Jesus lines up with you, you are a bad person. All you need is in your mouth. You have the power authority to heal, to, to, to speak prosperity, to, to be successful, to, 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 to be whole again in 2020. How many of y'all, y'all been through some stuff last year? I've been through some stuff last year, but this year is going to be different. And you have the gift of the blessing of the text. It says that, that Jesus gave them the authority, Carmen. He gave them authority to do what he did. I love the fact that he demonstrated it before he expected them to do it. Oh, man, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. I saw something else in the text that messed me up. Not only were they demonstrating and in agreement, it says that the 12 he called. The 12. Some of you may, if you know your Bible, you know where I'm going. There should have only been 11 called. But the 12 were called. Judas was in agreement too at this point. Judas was in agreement. So pastor, what are you saying to me? What I'm saying to you is be careful be careful who's in agreement with you in 2020 because everyone who's connected to you should not be close to you. Yeah, some, somebody's trying to get everybody on their team. Someone's trying to get everybody uh, uh, on the same page and happy, but everybody's not going to be there because everybody can't go where you're going. Everyone won't be on the same level. Judas was there in agreement. At this season. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I don't know who that's for. I don't know who that's for. The moment you try to go with Christ, you have to start growing in Christ. The moment you start to go with Christ, I'm going, I'm going. You start growing. You start growing. You start getting bigger. And who's connected can't be close. Man, 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 man. Oh, man, I need spiritual clarity, Lord. I need spiritual clarity. Pastor, why can't they be close? Because as you grow, you must grow. I said, as you go, you must grow. And this is what I want to tell you. The people that you have that's close to you, everybody that's close to you, everybody say everybody. Everybody that's close to you are rather satisfied with uh, attendance, but the struggle comes in the agreement. People are fine with attendance, but not everybody is in agreement. And you have to discern who's in attendance and who's in agreement. That's, that's, what's, that's the deal. That's what you need for 2020. Who's on, who's on my team? Who's with me? I feel Jerry Maguire coming over me again. Who's with me? Who's with me? That's what you should be saying on your job. Who's with me? Who's with me? That's what you should be saying to your family. Who's with me? Just because you're in my family don't mean you're family. I'm trying to stop the bleeding of 2019. 
we need to be in agreement. For spiritual clarity, pastor, what do I, what do, I do? What do I do? It's not what do you do, it's what do you say. God, who sent? Who sent? He's not sending everybody. The, my, my deepest hurt becomes, my deepest hurt came from everybody that I thought should be in attendance when I should have been looking at agreement. My gosh, my gosh. Let, let me help you be gangster in 2020. Pastor, what's being gangster? I, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the MLB version. Uh, uh, if you're a gangster in 2020, if you need to design, discern who's, who's in agreement or who's in attendance, this is what you do. Everybody you're giving rides to work to, start looking at who's giving you money for gas. Man, y'all, y'all, are y'all ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> People are okay being along for the ride. But ain't it? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. They're, they're not in agreement. They got to walk this year. <laughs> if they're always praying for you but never preparing for you, <laughs> they're not in agreement. They're in attendance, but they're not in agreement. Oh, man, oh, man. Some people have a, a like for Jesus, but not everybody has a love for Jesus. And that's the diff- difference. That's, that's, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Oh, man, people find a way. People will find a way to say they're disappointed. So this year, I'm going to give them one. You're not in agreement. We're not in agreement. Man, I'm Pastor Marshall. (laughs) And I approve this message. (laughs) Oh, oh. Reignite Church has a bright future ahead, but I'm not fooling myself. Everybody in attendance, I don't isn't going to be in agreement. And I'm cool with that. I'm looking for those who will agree. Um, Lord willing, by the end of the year, this, this, is, this is huge, y'all, what I'm about to say. By the end of the year, Lord willing, we can have our own building. Our own building. But before you clap, what I found, a lesson, they asked me to speak this week at the... Uh, at the state meeting and I vacillated because they asked me and they said hey what, what, what have you learned what are some lessons that you learned and this is one of the first things I wrote down everybody that says they're praying for you is not paying for you so before you clap I said we could be in a big we could be in a building by the end of the year are you paying for it uh, I, I see two, three, thank, thank all two or three of you because I only saw two or three of you that got tithing statements last week. Of course, there was more than that. But you get the point. I got about two minutes, Dougie Fresh. Matthew 18 says, if any two or three agree on earth on anything, it shall be done in heaven. God's already picked out our building. I'm just trying to find it. And I believe he's going to let me find it. He's going to let us design it the way we need it to function because we want to bless the community. The, the end game is not to have a building. If that's what you think we've got in this for, you, you go down the street to a larger church. 
but we're in this to bless people. We're in there to restore some single parents' homes, to, 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 to feed kids like we do every first Sunday, six families here at this church. We're in this to, to help people. I'm not trying to have no big, huge salary and all this stuff. I want to bless some people. I want to, I want to change the world, starting with Virginia Beach. But who's with me? Who's in agreement? If you're texting me and you're not committed to me, don't be surprised if I don't text you back. If, if you're calling me and I'm not meeting you at the hospital, probably because I hadn't seen you all year. I love you, but we're not in agreement. Attendance, but you're not in agreement. And what Jesus did in chapter 10, he gave them authority and he gave them instructions. Your homework is to read chapter, Matthew chapter 10. He gave them instructions on what they do before they get to Israel. This is what you need to do. He says, I don't want you to take any money. I don't want you to do, I don't want you to do this. He said, as a matter of fact, if people don't receive you, he said, knock the dust off your, dust, dust the dust off your feet. He said, and keep it moving. Because we're in agreement, but not everybody's going to be in agreement. And then he said, I want you to depend, I'm paraphrasing right now, chapter 10. He said, I want you to depend totally on God. And that's what somebody needs to hear. God's got you. But you got to be in agreement with him. Mm. So in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus prepared his disciples. In Matthew chapter 10, he sent his disciples to do what he did. Oh, man. And he sent them out in agreement. You have all you need to be in agreement here to serve. If we're going to impact the community, Matthew implies that the most strategic math that you'll do in 2020, are y'all ready for this? Sit up straight. The most strategic math that you'll do in 2020 is calculate the cost. To calculate the cost. It's going to cost you something to love God. It's going to cost you something to go to the next level. It's going to cost you something to be bigger when you came. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. Oh, man, this, this, this is what I want you to understand. Serving Jesus is a privilege. Mm. But being sent by Jesus is a price. I'll say that again. Serving him is a privilege. Being sent by him is a price. It's a price. It's a price you have to pay to serve. And the price that needs to be paid here is serving in the, with the children. We need people to serve with Reignite Kids. We need people to serve with Reignite Kids and nursery so we can only have you miss one Sunday because my heart is to make sure that people aren't used and abused. That's why our, our ministry philosophy is simple. We only have a few ministries we want to do well in all of those. So I'll need you serving with the kids so you're only out one Sunday. Is that good leadership? I, I, need some, I need some greeters to come in here with nice smiles so we can, so we can have some people um, greeted at the door as well as passing out the baskets so I'm not scrambling trying to figure out who's going to be here today to do the job. Because I mentioned it to you, but then you didn't show up. Serving is a privilege. Being sent is a price. 
people giving. I need people giving because there's so much that I want to do. If you look on my Facebook page, you look on our social media, you see a Transformation Church video that I put up with Pastor Michael Todd has shared. Then I have a follow another pastor, Dr. R.A. Vernon in Cleveland. And then both of their ministries, this is what I was taught. This is what I saw. This is what I saw, that the community matters. They're changing their communities. They're changing their cities. Dr. Vernon says this. He says, if your church has ever closed its doors and the community doesn't notice, you should have never even been open in the first place. Man. But when you're giving, that's a sign that you're in agreement. So next year you can get a tithing statement. Um, Dr. Darius Daniels, he calls this in his new book that comes out January 28th. I got a little sneak peek. Dr. Daniels in his relational intelligence books, he, call, he calls this being um, purpose partners. You realize there's a purpose and that you partner up to be in agreement. I thought, Lord, why did you re- let me read that? That just confirmed my message for the week. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to count the cost. I didn't forget where I was. I want you to count the cost because that's the most calculating thing you can do. Count the cost. What do you mean, pastor? This is what I mean. I have good health. He loves me. I'm educated. I have food on my table. I believe everybody can say that we came in here with something to, to drive. Right? Have a good job. My wife somewhat loves me. That's not being arrogant. That's counting the cost. And I believe that the cost, the benefits always outweighs the cost. Man, this, this, this. Someone paid the price for us, and his name is Jesus. The price tag was heavy. It was heavy. But he paid the price to give us the privilege to represent his name. And so everything we have, everything we'll do, everything that's reflected of us, we owe to him. And so I want to know, would you stand with me? Only if you're in agreement. Stand with me if you're in agreement. I want the Lord to see you. Only stand if you're in agreement. Mm. Yeah, no heads bowed yet. I want, I want you to look around. Who's in agreement? I want, I want you to see. I want you to see. I want you to see. I want your eyes to be open because I want you to look to the left and I want you to look to the right. I want you to look in front of you. I want you to look behind you. And Pastor, what am I looking for? Those that are standing, I want us to see what success looks like in 2020. Oh, my gosh. This is what success looks like. Being in agreement with God. Being on the same page with God. Doing what Jesus did. I believe that you and I have been sent to make a difference in this city. So this year, let's pay it forward. Let's pay it forward. Let's not, let's not slight the privilege, but let's look at the price. Amen? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, you see all your beautiful faces, Lord. You see them. Father, you see what 
what you have in mind. <laughs> Lord, you said, I have this in mind for her. I have this in mind for him. Help them to see it with 2020 vision, Lord. Help them to see as you saw. Help them to feel as you feel. Help them to pray as you prayed to you, God. And help them to do what you did. Father, we love you. And we, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Now, Father, right now, I want to take a moment before we close out and share this, this, good, this good news. Father, I, I, I pray that, that you will bless each and every home that's represented, even those that will listen online. Father, would you bless? Would you help them to see, Lord, that it's you. It's you that's doing it. It's not them. It's you. It's you that's healing. It's you that's restoring. It's you that's making a way. It's you that's opening the door. It's you that's giving strength. It's you that's giving spiritual clarity, Lord. It's you. Father, we don't deserve it, but we thank you. Now, for those of you, would you, play, would you pray this prayer with me? And I, I, I'm going to give the sinner's prayer, but I want, you to, I want us to pray together. And if you said this prayer because you felt led to say this prayer, when we conclude the prayer, I want you to raise your hand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Let's pray this together. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, that he is the savior of the world. Jesus is the plan. He gives me a purpose. I receive him now in my life as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.